0: Hi, I'm Eric Gutman, and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7 with host Eric Fiorillo. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello and I want to welcome you to Motivation & Muscle streaming radio 24-7 today is the 14th of May 2019, and if you haven't been following weather here, I'm up in upstate New York, Albany, New York, Um, it's just been raining like you can't even imagine, when I trained Sunday, carrying stones, 95 feet down, 95 feet back, I was drenched, I gotta go out tonight and train, it's pouring here again, it doesn't matter man, when you're committed and you love what you do, it doesn't matter matter. So think about that. But first off, stand up, take a deep breath out through your mouth and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? Because that's how we speak here. And if you've been listening to any of my solo shows or anyone that's on with us We talk about rewiring the brain, which I'm doing now, and I am doing massive things, and I'm watching an awful lot of things change in my life. So that's something we'll get into more and more and more. Go out to uh, FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc., that is our premier product. There's 14 modules on there. There's enough work on there for the rest of your life if you wanted to really get good at things. I mean, if you like dips, deadlifts, stone lifting, sandbag lifting, step-ups, power rack training, which we're doing now to a degree that I, I haven't seen anybody do, and I could be wrong since the days of York Barbell with Dr. Ziegler and the great Bill March, among many others. And I am working with John McKean who was a childhood hero of mine who wrote for Hard Gainer and many other magazines, and he and I are doing this together. And I'll make this real quick. His grandson, I believe, who might have just turned 13, is doing these mid-range middies, as we call them, with the six-second ISO push with a hold. This kid right now is making gains. I can't even imagine when he's running. He's a running back. I I don't know how they'll wrap him to even bring him down. John said it's phenomenal. So they're going to be coming here this summer to film. So this is going to be some real interesting stuff. Also, too, Prosperity Consciousness, FiorelloBarbellCo.com, that is investing in FBC and M&M. There's a $25, 50 $100 investment. It goes to my PayPal account. goes right into the business, period. Also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com category slash podcast. There's over 1,100 podcasts out there, and they're with some big names. There's some regular guys that are out who are walking strong, as Dr. Ken Leisner used to say. I love it all. Like I said, I don't care if you lift a 100-pound stone or a 500-pound. You're worthy here. You're welcome here. We want you here, period. And I I got a big surprise, and we're going to bring him in shortly. We got Elliot Hulse coming in here. I didn't even announce this because I, it's going to be like I'm coming up from the rear like a big cat to get you. This is what I wanted to do. This is how we are going with the show, and we couldn't be happier to have this gentleman on today. Also, too, go out to uh, motivationmuscle.com. Um and sign up on our for our free newsletter. It goes right to my MailChimp account. You know how content-rich we are. Also, too, another big investment, advertise with MotivationMuscle.com. The rates are very, very reasonable. Come on in here for the next 30 years. I will work as hard as I can for you, and we will make one another some serious money. And that is... Is good stuff because you're not doing anything without money, folks, and a lot of people don't realize that. Also, too, our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell Company, real men, real strength, and real power. And on that note, I gotta go in here because I had to um, restart my laptop because, you know, as I was telling Elliot, and he knows to um, Skype when it works. be a really great tool but when it doesn't work it'll give you fits now i can't do anything if the internet's down but there are some things that just don't work with it um it'll tell you you got to obviously reinstall it i have people that haven't been on here maybe a month month and a half they haven't used skype much we run into big problems this is just a case of it and you know it's like all this stuff we do here and this is what i try to tell people you know the main thing right now is you're getting an opportunity here to fix things for solutions, for things that, you know, most of the time, what are we, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, I got news for you. This is what you got to do. You got to go in there and you got to figure it out and you got to rework it and get it going. Because I'll tell you right now, um, you're not getting anywhere otherwise and right now because I did this I have to get I don't want to hold this gentleman off anymore but I have to get his bio which I had out and saved and it is right here I believe Uh, that is not it that's another one just hold on we got to get it let's see this is okay. This is it right here. All right, we've got Elliot Hoofs in here now. He is in the motivation and muscle world. And I'm going to give you a little information on this gentleman once. Here we go. He's an internationally renowned strength and conditioning coach, strongman, author, social media celebrity, mentor, holistic life coach, and inspiration to millions of people. He shares the message, be the strongest version of yourself and inspire others, and with over 2.5 million viewers through his YouTube channel, Strength Camp, he made himself a name for unifying the development of the body and the mind, and on no further note, Elliot, welcome to Motivation Muscle, brother.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. Anything I missed? You got anything? Websites? Anything? Lay it all out, and we're going to introduce you to the Eminem family and welcome you into it. That's rock, brother! All right. Like all of us, you know, I I'll I'll make mine quick. Ten year old. I had a brother. Well, I I will always have him. My brother Jimmy had muscular dystrophy. He had Duchenne, which is the deadliest muscular dystrophy, and by the time. He was nine years old. He was in a wheelchair. Uh, he had nothing wrong with his, his mental capacity. He went to school, matriculated, but we lost him at 16 years old. Um, he got pneumonia and he died. There was nothing left of him. And my parents took such good care of him, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, if anything, and we know FBC and m M&M are both dedicated to Jimmy. They always will be. That was the prime example of watching someone that never gave in. Never. I never saw him cry about anything. We would take him everywhere. Other than not being able to walk, you would think he was just one of the guys. And he was one of the guys. He was with us all the time. And it used to blow my mind to watch him on a sunny day sitting in that wheelchair when we were all playing sports and he'd be sitting there yelling and smiling and laughing. I used to say to myself, how does he do it, man? Well, we lost Jimmy, and I remember one day in this little store going through comics, and I found for the first time the Incredible Hulk, and I was hooked. And being a young man, young boy, your parents would always comfort you and tell you everything was okay, but you're always afraid of getting it. I was. I was petrified of it, but when I saw the Hulk, it all changed, and from that point on, I said, if I've got that gamma in me, nothing can stop me. And here I am today speaking to Elliot Hulse and everybody else. So, Elliot, that's my little uh, segue in. Give us a little bit. What got you into physical culture, brother?
1: When I was young, my uncle lived with us. uh, And he was a black belt in in kung fu. He was uh, a marathon runner and later on in life became a bodybuilder. When I was about four years old, he would be down in the basement doing backflips and chopping bricks with his hands. And my brother and I would go down there with him, and he'd teach us how to do push-ups and sit-ups and chin-ups and things like that. So I began training at a very young age. Uh, my body was trained, but also having a superhero living in your house, practically. I mean, he to to this day he's still a superhero to me. But as as a kid watching a grown man do backflips and break stuff with his hands had a huge impact on my consciousness and so besides having his example i i received his coaching very 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 early on 10 years later when i was at the age of 14 and i started playing football he came back into my life yep. it was it was about 1990 probably around 1993 and he had just become a personal trainer. And back then, personal training wasn't even like a – it was such a fringe uh, career. He was, a, he was an accountant before that, and he decided that he, he loved fitness. He loved training. He loved martial arts. He loved gymnastics. He even ran a marathon. So he wanted to spend his life teaching people how to, how to get fit, and it was a perfect fit. And so he would come over to my house on Sunday mornings and he would teach me and my brother how to lift for football. I wanted to get bigger and stronger to play football. Mm-hmm. And he taught us how to do that with using a barbell set that my parents bought for me down in the basement. And at the age of 14, as you know, you know, testosterone was starting to boost yep. up there and a the boy's turning into a man. And to have a barbell pus- placed into my hand at that tender age – I was hooked. I got results immediately. You know, of course it turned out that I have really good genetics. You know, my yep. uncle, my mother, my father, you know, they're really strong people. They're from Belize. They grew up on natural foods and, you know, living the country life. And so the minute I started pumping iron, I mean, I was all kinds of muscles were popping up all over my back and in my legs and the immediate return on investment was something I never really experienced before. I was never really a good student. I wasn't like the type that could study and get good grades, but I could count in 45s. I learned how to love the barbell, and it was because of the immediate return on investment. So I went on to play college football. I earned a college scholarship. Went on to study uh, exercise physiology. Uh, Then I became a personal trainer, and then I discovered Strongman when I moved into Florida. So about the same time I discovered Strongman, I started training people out of my van in the park, and I called it Strength Camp. So I'd use a lot of the Strongman equipment yep. and yep. sandbags and tires with my clients out in the park. So during the week, I'm out there training them with Strength Camp you know, out of my van, and then on the weekends, I was training to become a professional Strongman. And so between training people with trash in the parks and you know feats of strength with Strongman, uh, that I, I was putting all this stuff up on YouTube. Uh, I started to develop a large following online and people would ask questions and I would answer the questions. And before you know it, I had a million subscribers. And so here we are. I,
0: I, I, mean, that story in itself is incredible because, you know, we talk about, especially being an entrepreneur, um, there's too many people out there selling the idea that in you know a year, or six months you're a millionaire and everything's gonna go right. Unless unless you get struck by a bolt of lightning, that's not gonna happen very often. And one thing I've enjoyed and you're gonna enjoy it more and more about entrepreneurship, strongman, stone lifting, everything is I never used to like that word failure, but I love that word now. And I'll tell you why. Failure to me is opportunity to go out and obviously figure out the solution. And if it's good enough, you go out and get people turned right on to it. And I can tell you this. I know more people that have told me, and I don't know if you – I'm sure you had to encounter it – Well, you're not making this much this month, you know, and you've been doing it X number of years. Now, don't you think it's time to turn around and and get rid of it and go do something where you can get a a paycheck every week or every two weeks? And I look at them, I'm like, hey, look, I came from IT. I worked on the big IBM mainframe computers. When I left there five years ago, I was making $82,000 and change, which isn't a bad buck. If I was still there, I'd be making over six figures. But here's the deal. I could no more go back into that, then I could quit weightlifting immediately. I would be finished as a man. And I'll tell you why. Because this is something we're facing right now in the world with this lack of manliness all over. And this is what it is with me. This is my identity. This is who I am. This is what I clamor for. This is why when I go out in my yard with all my equipment, in that little one-bay garage that trains people, trains me, and does everything else, this is what I am. And for me to ever think anything different, I'll tell you what, as I say, Elliot, an act of God's going to have to kill me because I will never stop. It's all yours, brother.
1: Yeah, I agree. When you're living your life in your essence, being who you are, there's nothing better.
0: What, what do you feel right now? you know you've come right up from the bottom up and now you're standing on the mountain there or standing on level ground and you're looking all over the place and you meet so many people and we know what's going on in the world right now this negativity these people just everything is political Uh, You know, if if you're not part of this, we don't want you, et cetera, et cetera. What do you think, if there's a few words you could pinpoint, weightlifting, physical culture, strongman, what is it that the successful ones possess that most people, even though they don't realize it, are really looking for?
1: Well, among many things is intensity Mm -hmm. of purpose. You know, I was attracted to strength training because I can put all of my effort, all of my energy, all of my focus into a lift. Being able to concentrate that amount of power into one moment takes quite a bit of mental and physical strength. And I think that translates into life. You know, many people, they want to do something, they want to try something, but they go at it with a really limp attitude very lackluster they don't they don't have the intensity that's required or the passion that's required in order to get anything done if you're gonna as a powerlifter as a strong man you know if you're gonna if you're gonna hit that pr you've got to rev up that energy you got to pound your chest you got to let out a big holler a big hoot before you go over there and you, you pick up that that barbell just that alone that physical act that ritual alone teaches you something about how to succeed in life
0: Look, no argument at all. I'll tell you what, you know, we've talked about it here, and people laugh, but, you know, I live up in the Northeast. I know you're in Florida, so you know what the weather's like here in the winters, and and even the falls can get ugly. And, you know, I've talked about how, you know, I've had stones stick to my chest, which was not smart because I was trying to be the Viking there, where you don't wear a uh, shirt, but, you know, when it's zero out and you don't realize you're sweating, that could cause a problem. Or I'll talk about how you go to front squat, the bar sticks to my throat. And people say to me, you know, this was a this was an ongoing thing with my brother-in-law and I before, you know, we don't train like we did. He's got it, you know. They've got a huge family, five kids, you know, teenage girls doing everything and the little boys and all that. But here's the deal: we used to love the I I, I built. I designed these stones based off the Husafell stone in Iceland. We call it the Husa steel. So I took all the dimensions from the stone there so I knew when I got home I'd have something to start practicing with, something to build. Um, Steel stone, you've seen them uh, a lot like the coffin look, but the sides of that alone are eight and a half inches in width. And what I did, which was pretty smart, Besides being a poor poor shot in it, I mean, with the shot, it'll hold 500 pounds of shot. What I did is I put short plate trees on each corner so you can load 10 10 10-pound, 1-inch plates. So I did that mainly because I didn't want to have to keep stopping and throwing shot in it. Now, I have three of them. Uh, The original H1 is 230 pounds cold. The three, because the two I gave to Steve Helmicki, because he helped me out when I tore my bicep in Iceland, he's got that in Buffalo. The three weighs 176, and the domination stone weighs a whopping 120. And the reason why I did that is because I wanted to get these younger kids and anybody else interested in stone lifting after we did sandbags and, and a few of the river stones, et etc. Et so... We would. It seemed like every time in the winter we train, we get a snowstorm, and this stuff would be up to the middle of your shins or your knees. And my driveway is 95 feet up and back, and I have lights everywhere, so it looks like daylight when you're out there at night. It is insane. It's so awesome. And we're walking and we're laughing at each other. And the I'm and the going joke was this, Elliot. While everybody's staying in there, nice and warm and safe. Dan and I, that's my brother-in-law's name, are out freezing my ass off and you can't even hold the stone because your flannel shirt's icing up and the thing's trying to slip out of your hand. Well, it's great when you got snow out in front of you because if you have to dump it, you dump it. But this is my point. Most people are always looking at, well, you know, it's raining out, it's snowing out, well, I don't want to go out. You know what I say? Go out, man. I love going out. I love when it's 95 and it's humid as hell like it is in Florida. Just trying to hold that stone. You could even put tacky on you. You know, I, most people are like, oh, you don't do that. That's not pure. Well, here's the deal, buddy. If it's going to be my foot being broken in half or wearing tacky, guess what I'm doing? It's all yours, brother.
1: my first strongman coach tom mitchell didn't uh didn't allow tacky in fact what he would do is he would pour buretic acid on the stones to make them a little gritty like sandpaper yep and he said so that it can bite into your skin (laughs) yep
0: Yeah, i love that
1: that's pain right there that's loving the pain
0: yeah and people don't realize that um You get a lot of road rash on those forearms even when you're taping them up because I only tape them so high. Because I I, look, I want to feel it, you've got to get that inner part of your forearm conditioned to be able to carry that stuff. And this is the stuff I try to tell these young guys that come over here playing football and you know, all they care about is pecs and biceps. And I'm like, well, that's great. But fundamentally, when you're on the field, you're going to get your face kicked in. You got no legs under you. You got no lower back, et cetera, et cetera. So if you read the muscle rags out there, this is the way you're going to go. And, you know, they're all like, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I'm saying here, why don't you learn to eat good food? You know, go to a place whether it's a co-op or a farm and like you were talking about with your parents and your uncle learn, you know, I don't like using that word clean. I, that's another word. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, but what I'm saying is, you know, I drink raw milk still. Everybody will tell you drink raw milk. You're dead. Well, I've been drinking it 20 years. I'm still talking to Elliot here. Um, same way I grow my own vegetables in my garden during the summer. Cause I love gardening. I think it's therapeutic as hell for you. And I think it's nothing like getting back to the earth. You know, I'm laying in that garden and my weights and stones are no more than 10 feet from me. What a hell of a life, man. I mean, loving it, all right? So what I'm saying is I try to, well, I don't try here, we do it. Um, but I convey to them this. If you eat like that, And, you know, look, I know everybody wants, oh, I have a piece of birthday cake. I got it. I'm not going to flip out on you for that. I'm not rigid like that because then you're not going to do anything. But the main thing is when you get here, you got your head screwed on straight, and no matter what happens, we're going to do this together. But you're going to have to shoulder the responsibility like the great Steve Jack used to always say. You've got to shoulder the responsibility. And this is what this show conveys. I'm not going to sit there and tell you everything's all right when it's not. But I'm going to be fair to you. But I'm also going to kick you square in the nuts if I got it and tell you you better get off it right now. Because if you don't, we're not going to get to where we want to go. So success is more than just, okay, let's take this, let's take that, let's hope we get the right methodology for it. You can throw all that out the window. The thing is to show up. Show up and be ready to go. It's all yours, Elliot.
1: Yeah, well, I agree with you. Showing up's half the battle.
0: Where in, in in where you've been and what you're doing, especially with the strength camps and all, because my brother-in-law is a high school football coach here in a, a suburban uh, district called Gilderland. It, it's pretty big uh, football there. He's got the varsity, and we talk a lot about kids. And I talk to a lot of other coaches. And they tell me, you know, a lot of the kids just don't want to work anymore. And what's happened now, I know with my brother-in-law and so many of them, the parents go right over their head to the ADs and all that now and cause them a lot of problems for no reason. But they can't understand why their kid's not in there starting. And, you know, if the coach really said what was on his mind, that your kid sucks, you know, he'd be fired for sure. But with everything you're doing, and you have a lot of young people you're working with, do you see a difference, say, even from five years ago with your students, or does everything just kind of level itself out for you?
1: I think it levels itself out. I think that there, although there may be a, a lot more soft boys and men, yep. there still are some really good, committed, strong, able, capable, willing young men out there, and I'm so proud to be uh, have worked with many of them
0: i'm just glad as hell you're here talking about that because men have suffered major blows so young men and i see a lot of it and it it bothers me to no point but when you're coming from people that don't believe look here's what i say to people when they'll say to you well why do you want to do that stuff and I don't really even explain it anymore because I don't know if I have an explanation for it anymore. We talk about innate intelligence. I innately listen to that more than anything that i ever done. I'm not a guy now that responds to a lot of the outside stimuli. It's not good. If you know anything about subconscious mind, we build from the inside out. We don't take the inside in. And if you're going to do that, you're going to be like, I think it's like 89.3% of the people in the world are all unhappy. Well, I don't want that. I want to be able to keep growing and getting stronger. But a lot of kids don't have that environment around them. Elliot, if you're, you get a young man or a young woman, we'll, we'll stick with men, okay, because that's what we're really hitting here. We get a young guy in, in, in your camp. And he comes to you and this kid's lost and he's very feminized, but suddenly he's starting to find some teeth. How do you approach a young man like that?
1: Well, that's it. You put a barbell in his hands and you give him something to work towards and you give him the self-esteem that's associated with achieving results, hitting PRs, building muscle, improving posture, you know, so... You can go to a psychologist. You can go to a therapist. You can talk all day yep. about what it means to be a, you know, a good, strong man, uh, or you make him strong. And that's why I think the, the weight room and strength training and strong man and powerlifting, all these things are therapy in a way. And I can transform your mind. I can transform your soul just by transforming your body.
0: I— <laughs> I said before, having the funding that I want to build, and that you're doing the same thing with with the camp. If I was in charge, if I was in Washington, D.C., and I was under Donald Trump right now, I would instill barbell training in every school. (laughs) Yeah. And people would come after me with knives, probably. But let me tell you something. Just like yourself as a young man, you know, I can remember when we went over to my Aunt Gloria's. I picked up a leaky sand barbell set that, you know, sand weights leak all over. I didn't even know.
1: Yep, I remember and, that. And,
0: and, and I, um, my Uncle Will was a master carpenter, and he built my cousin Willie uh, a wooden bench. You couldn't probably break this thing if an elephant jumped on it. I, and I'm saying that, you know, tongue in cheek. But let me tell you something. It was the greatest thing. And when you said you knew it, I did too. When I put my hands on that barbell and lifted it, and I didn't know jack, something went off in my head. This was it. Now, I played sports all through. Baseball, football, basketball, all those summer camps, all that stuff. I liked it. I won't say I'm not a team player, but I'm not. I'll work with anybody. I'll, I'll push you. I'll be the best friend you ever had. But I like that individualism. I like when you talked about going out and doing it. I like the idea that, look, when I went to Iceland the first time with everybody, I tore my bicep, man. That was the biggest blow I ever had in my life as far as a physical blow. Because I knew what was coming when I got home Probably here in the same old rhetoric. I tried to tell you that, blah, blah, blah. I don't even listen to it. But a lot of people don't return from injuries like that. I know friends of mine that blew their back out Olympic lifting. Yeah, they went and had things done. If they had to have surgery, they did it. They never came back. And you know why they never came back, folks? Mentally, they blew their heads right out. I didn't want that to ever happen to me, and I didn't. And I can remember after all the stuff in the rehab, I remember the first time I curled a barbell. And I'll tell everybody, I was afraid. You know why I was afraid? What if this thing doesn't hold? Well, it held, and I never looked back again. And the point I'm trying to make here with everything is I would run barbell school everywhere in the country. Because, as Elliot can attest, and we'll go right to him, This makes things happen. Goals get reached. Failure. Failure. No big deal. You triumph over it. You learn to create. You learn to think. Is that not the most important thing? And Elliot talked about aggression. I love that word. I love aggression. I love aggression. I love being a man. I love. That's the difference between men and women. I love going out there, and if I get throttled, great. If I throttle it back even that much better, it's all yours, man. I could go on for a week with this.
1: Yeah, I think guys like us thrive with the resistance. I mean, we, that's what we do. It's resistance training. Yep. And so as I'm building my body up through resistance, I know also that I'll be able to handle and actually even thrive and grow stronger through the resistance in life. So I look for it. I don't try to avoid challenges. I go looking for them.
0: And you have to. You cannot let everyone tell you what it is, how to be, what to do. Well, maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Well, you know something, as they said in my favorite Rocky movies, as he said in Rocky 3, there are no tomorrows. And there's so much to that because I'm telling you right now, you can take and watch anything, and it's great. But action is the only thing you can do. If you're not taking action... And if you're not believing in yourself and you're not making decisions quickly and making them slow to change, if you change them at all, you might have a little problem there. In fact, you do have a problem there. And I know it sounds easy the way I'm talking about it, but like Elliot, and I can't speak for him because we'll go right back to him and see what he says, everything you hear on Eminem is everybody who's on here has lived it or is living it. See, there's not a lot of authentic stuff out there, in my opinion. Oh, there's bigger names than me out there right now. But as I said, we are going to be a national radio show. And when I talk about this, and you've heard Elliot, if not, you need to go out and listen to him. Listen to him what he says about young men. Men, we need to start reaching these people. And I know we are, because I know the notes I get. But we need to reach more of them. We need to build build that strong male again and people have the wrong perception of it i think a lot of times when i say this you can be a strong male and still love your wife love your children love your girlfriend whatever it is love what you do that's where they try to tilt everything well if he's one of those he's just a big bully i hate that word bully too by the way it's all yours elliot well,
1: I agree with you. You know what? The quality that makes a man a king is his ability to be generative. So you have the strength to stand in your, in your own power and your knowing. But at the same time, you develop order or order ensues around you. And that means loving your, loving your community, loving your home, loving your family, loving your children, loving people. So it's not a matter of being a bully, like you said. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of being strong, being so strong that it overflows, and then you can spread that strength into the world around you.
0: Hey, you don't think, you know, we talk about the laws out there, the standards. Um, People can feel that coming off you, and most of the time you'll attract those people to you because they want to know more. I mean, I go out places, Elliot, like yourself probably, You know, people come up to you if they want to talk to you and say, well, obviously you lift weights. And I hear people get wise about and I'm always very cordial about it. As long as they're cordial, you know, they're not like trying to pull a goof on you. And we end up getting, you know, talking to one another. And what I always do is ask what they like. Make it more about them, the conversation, which is the way you should. And if they ask, I I will tell them. This is the kind of stuff that I feel has been sadly, sadly missed out on because there's too many people that just give a shit about Facebook and all these other medias. And believe me, I use it all. I need it for the business. But what I'm saying is you're seeing people just showing you stuff at their best. And let me tell you something, and I'll give this right to Elliot because I want to hear what he's going to say. I've shown things where I've gotten knocked flat on my ass pulling stuff. One time I fell over the back of some rocks. That was my stupidity, but I'm not afraid to show you my failures, and I have plenty of them. But boy, I'll show you stuff that I'm nailing out of that power rack and holding for six seconds, or walking down the driveway with a 400-pound hoose steel. I'll show you that too. But the thing is, you can't. Life doesn't work perfectly all the time for you. And I know everybody's out there trying to break your fall all the time. Well, this is why you have these young guys or young, you know, 8-year-olds, 10-year-olds. They're sitting there clinging to their mommy or they're crying when they don't get what they want. I see grown men that pout worse than my nieces and nephews if they pout. And they don't pout very much. This is what I'm talking about. This is the stuff we've got to change. We've got to bring it back. We talked about this yesterday, and I'll make this quick. Will Dinwiddie was on here, and we were talking about pushing and pulling. And we were talking about like when we were kids. I used to love to watch the guys that would be tarring a driveway. There was this one guy, he was huge, this big Italian guy, and we used to think it was the coolest thing. They wouldn't wear shirts, right? This guy had the hairiest back. I swear to God, we thought it was the coolest thing in the world. But my point with all this is this. Big hands, big wrists, big arms, man. When they talked, they spoke like loud and robust. I love all that stuff. I want to get that back. Go ahead, brother.
1: Well, that was the kind of dad my father was, was the kind of man my father was. So it was interesting to grow up in a home where I had a truly alpha male as a leader and as a father. But to be growing up in this beta-fied blue pill world, And it caused me to have resentment towards my father. My father grew up in Belize. He grew up in the jungle. He lived. He lived by the law of the of the jungle. And so, if you didn't, if you weren't a strong man, you don't survive. Mm -hmm. And uh, to grow up here, you know, in a suburb of New York City, where you know most of the school teachers are women, and you're you're really just subjected to a, a feminine ideal for the most part. To come home and have such a strong man at my house, I actually even resented him. I would, I didn't understand why is it that the world is saying that I'm supposed to be kind and gentle or passive. Really, is what the what they want from us. They want us to be passive. Yep. And uh, and and my dad's doing it wrong. It wasn't until I was much older, sort of having children of my own, that I realized that the world hates. You know, I'm talking in America in particular. Hates strong men they want oh, yeah. you to be weak they want you to be passive they want they want you to be feminine and so now i can see that it was his He he's, my dad talks loud and mm-hmm. like you're talking about you know strong hands he worked yep. with his hands yep. that uh he's a throwback to what men were and what men really are if given a chance
0: well my father was the same way full-blooded italian north end of uh, boston Um. He was the first, no, he was the second generation was over here. Um, my father was nobody you messed around with. Um, he could give you a look and you'd stop. But he wasn't a touchy-feely guy. We had a great house here. Um, never worried about eating. Always felt very safe with my mother and father. But if you're looking for a lot of the things they try to tell you today, Yeah. Um, you wouldn't want my father. And my father's been gone for quite a while now. I miss my father dearly. My father would be very proud of what I'm doing. I know that. And um, I still talk to my father like I talk to Jimmy. I'm the only one in the family that still goes to the cemetery. It's very hard for my mother, my brother, and sister don't go. Um, And I think every day about Jimmy. And I always think to myself, what would Jimmy be doing right now? Would he be married? Would he even be living in New York? I have no idea. It intrigues me, like you wouldn't believe, Elliot. And I find a lot of strength in that at times because we all know, doesn't matter how strong you are, sometimes you get knocked over the head a few too many times, and you got to regroup, you got to rethink, and all that. But I'm telling you right now, the whole point of uh, of this show, bringing Elliot in here and welcoming him to the family, and and having now a family of Eminem here, is this. You need role models like that. I, I, I would I've said this before, there's a few people, I'll say it at the end of the show, you'll find out who they are. I would love for my father to be sitting next to me right now speaking the you two. You would definitely enjoy my father, but my father was nobody you know, he, he was he was balls to the wall. I mean that's the way they grew up. And there's one thing I always loved about my father and anybody I've ever met. This is so important to me because loyalty is a big Italian thing, at least with us. But the bigger thing is I always like to know where I stand with people. Because you know what? You waste a lot of time when there's people that just, as they say, don't have your back. It's all yours, brother.
1: Yeah. One of the things my dad would always say, which again, I resented him when I was younger, but I understood when I got older Was that you don't have any friends. Mm-hmm. You really don't have any friends if you have acquaintances, but you don't have any friends. And I didn't understand, you know, cause it was growing up in the feminized world where everybody it's egalitarian, you know, yep. everybody's supposed to be friends. Uh, it didn't make sense, but it took me some, a lot of pain to realize that he was right. That people, like you said, you know, they're out for themselves and it's, uh, it's not really about helping one another or, or, or becoming the strongest version of ourselves and empowering. It's, uh, it's about me and me and me too.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, this is one of the reasons, and, and I think weightlift, like I've gotten this rap a lot too. Well, you, you seem like you're kind of a loner now more than ever. That's mm-hmm. not true, but I work, I have another job outside of here to help with the business. Obviously. And I come home and work if I'm not training or I go out. Um, I'm not interested in going to sports pubs, listening to BS. I I don't care about any of that. It's not going to further where I want to go. There will be plenty of time to, as they say, kick back, which I never could, when I'm where I want to be initially, but I will never be satisfied with that. See, that's just genetic with me where most people don't understand that. Okay, well, you know, you can take one night off. No, I I can't. I've got a podcast to put up, or I want to write something, or I want to go out and do research on, okay, how can I implement this and make ten grand a month? This is more important to me. And most people have been raised that, you know, money is evil, and, you know, you're selfish and this and that. Well, you know something, if that's what you feel, and you want to tattoo all those categories on me, great. Go ahead. I don't think that. But there's one thing with being kind of with weightlifting, with physical culture. What I have found is you become so damn confident in yourself. And people say, well, it's cocky, but it's not. You don't need to have a lot of people around you. And the ones that you have around you, Elliot, are the ones that matter to you. It's all yours. I want you to really comment on that if you can.
1: Well, I, I agree with you. You don't need a lot of people, but it's good to have a handful of those who you know are always going to be, be there by your side. And so, yep. family is super important to me.
0: Me too. Me too. You got. You know. You got to have like-minded people. You don't always have to agree on everything, but you have to have like a base. Why are we friends, or why are we married, or whatever? And and. And I say to people, you know, I always talk about this is one. Of, this is one of the things I say to myself constantly during the day. Um, I'm a wealthy Italian man with a beautiful red-headed wife and a red Ferrari. Okay, I say that over and over and over again, because I would like to get to Italy. I have family. I wouldn't know them if I tripped over them on, fa- on my father's and mother and grandmother's side, my grandmother and grandfather's side. But the point is, I'd like to go and maybe live there. I also loved Iceland when I was there. That could be potential. I've been to Wyoming, Idaho, but I am leaving New York State. This is not where I belong. Mm -hmm. Dr. Wong's got three houses in Texas. I couldn't tell you how many times he's saying, when are you going to move down here? Get out of there. I said, it will happen. He says, anytime you want to come live in Texas, you know he's a big gun guy. In fact, he's got something. I don't know if you're into him. Um, I love the outlaw, Josie Wales. He's yeah. got the revolvers from that movie.
1: Oh, wow, and, really?
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know what I want to do? He said, when you come down here, you're going to be Josie Wales for the day. i like, oh, man, I love it, so it's great. But, you know, I know we're getting near the end, and I know you've got to be off shortly. So, summarize anything you like. Give out all your information I'll give mine out. Just hang on the line while we sign off, please.
1: Well, I'm a strength coach, and so I help men get strong physically. But it goes so so far beyond that. I make men strong again mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally as well. So if you're interested in being the strongest version of yourself in all those ways, uh, of course, strong man is at the top of that list, but also strong heart, strong soul, strong mind. And check me out on YouTube. Uh, I've got uh, two YouTube channels, Elliot Hulse and Strength Camp, and uh, an Instagram. Pretty pretty uh, active on Instagram, also there too.
0: Beautiful. Um, anything else, brother?
1: No, that's it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on the show.
0: Oh, I'd love to. I I hope you'll be come on regular. It'd be great. Um, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio, twenty four seven. Go out to um. Well, if there's a show you'd like Elliot and I to do, fear barbell at nightcap um, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five star review. That's what we've gotten. We are on Spotify. Um, we're on Google um, Podcasts. We're also we're all over the place. Uh, we're also on um, AHA Directory, which is AHA, which will get M M in your car twenty four seven. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give five words to inspire. Five words can change your life. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You never know what people are dealing with. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, squat it, pull it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And that's our buddy Paul Thor. He loves that. And he's a stone maniac, man, from Wales. And hello, Paul. Also, too. Um, the Great Hoos of Steel, Crush Your Stone, Domination in Blood Red. Um, dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. We clear-cut everything. We don't follow anyone. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Furr says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's more like a tidal wave now, brother, higher and wider. Also, Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win, winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever, we lost him. It'll be four years this August. He would walk every patient to the door and say, keep smiling. That's called a paradigm shift when you say that when you're having a bad day. Keep smiling. Be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred more people about us because we will not kick your door and we'll blow the roof right off your house. You need us, we need you. Stick with us for the next thirty years. I'm telling you, big things are on the horizon. Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further, and we got your back and we believe in you. That's a big thing. And before I sign off with Elliot, you're all winners, you're all champions, and you're all unstoppable. And if you're not hearing that from the people you're around, it might be hard, but it's time to break away. You need to go out and attract the people, things, and events that will change your life and you will change theirs. And believe me, it's out there, but you got to get out and start thinking and doing, listening. Listen to these shows over and over. There's gold in every show. Elliot it's an honor, brother. I hope you'll come back on again. I'd love to talk to you about, especially uh, the manly things more so, um, building uh, real men through not only the attitude and and, and God and, and weights and stones and everything. I mean, I just dig this stuff. So thank you for being on, sir. My pleasure. Okay, everyone. So for Elliot Hulse... This is Eric Fiorello. This show will be up within 48 hours, and we will talk to you soon. And have a great rest of the week, and keep fighting. That's all I can say to you. Keep fighting. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see you next time. time.